0: Welcome to the Weekend Warriors Fishing Podcast, presented by 13 Fishing Canada. Make your own luck. We're here to scratch that angling itch and talk everything fishing. Join us as we sit down with special guests from across the industry. Now, here's your hosts, Brandon Cater and Logan Lewis. So main. it's the number one topic on the list. We've had a
1: lot of people reach out over the last week since our last episode, um, you know, about the March Madness Ice Fishing Tournament that we've mentioned. Um, Couple things, Uh, one, it's a larger tournament. It's across the entire province of Saskatchewan. So that requires a little bit more licensing issues with the government of Saskatchewan and permitting. Um, If it was a little bit smaller of a tournament, we could probably have everything improved fairly quicker. Uh, but we don't want to just narrow it down to one lake. Uh, we want to have it Saskatchewan wide. We've actually had people reach out to us and say, hey, can you host this nationwide, Canada wide? Well, you know, we're, we're just testing it out. We're going to do it Saskatchewan wide, hopefully, first, uh, yeah. and, you know, put, with, the, with the potential to expand. So, um, but we just wanted to address that. So, initially, we were planning on starting that tournament February 25th.
0: Yeah. So the day after this for goes three out. Weekends.
1: <laughs> yeah. So clearly that isn't happening. Um, we've actually trying to been be be in touch with the guy looking after our permits, and he's actually on vacation until the twenty seventh. So uh, we're just waiting to hear back from him, and if everything is a go, we're shooting for a March first tournament day, and as soon as we know we will be hopping on here and doing a quick 10 15 minute podcast episode announcing that the tournament is a go, going over some rules and uh yeah, just basically a little bit a little bit more detail of what's to come for the next I think it's would be from March 1st until March 19th is is the run dates that we were running with. So we just wanted to quickly touch on that before we jump into this super exciting episode um yeah if you're a new listener welcome back my name is Brandon cater uh, I got my co-host here Logan Lewis and yeah I mean if you're if you're an avid listener also thank you for tuning in we we appreciate you tuning in over the last few years um we have an absolute blast doing this and you know, we're super fortunate to meet a ton of great people and this episode is no different we actually have a really really good guy from saskatchewan um a little bit a little bit of a twist he's more into hunting um than fishing but we do we do get into some fishing talk and yep. some specific stuff about spearfishing
0: yeah that was something that i was as you hear in the in the interview there was pretty interested in that because i don't know a lot of people that do that around here but um i guess quickly before we get into that i just wanted to to point out that basically we yeah, like brian said with that tournament um We are trying to figure out if that's going on. I've been in in touch with the guy a couple of times, a couple of phone calls that does the permits. um, And I called him today just to kind of see where we were with that. Basically being like, hey, if we know this is going to be able to go ahead for the time, can you let us know so that we can start letting people know and they can start. Like some people are talking about taking time off work deficient and stuff like that, which we obviously really appreciate too. It's pretty, pretty diehard to be doing that. So he said he's checking his voicemails every day. Um, which is a good thing. So this is this is being recorded right now, Thursday night. I'm hoping that I'll hear from him on Friday uh, returning my call so the day this goes out. Um, and we should should know more information then if he is able to get back to me is the main thing. And I think actually um, based on some of the dates he had to change, it'd probably be starting on the third or the fourth of March. I was just looking okay. at the at the email there um, with that, but that still gives that still is three weekends to fish it. Uh, and whatnot, but we'll get further into that, like Brandon said, if we if we get the go ahead, that it's gonna be good to go in time. um, like he said, it's just a bigger tournament requires a couple more pages of licensing and stuff like that, and talking they have to talk to biologists and and all this other stuff. I had a really good conversation with the guy um about it all and understood that it was it was kind of last minute, but we want to try and get this done for you guys. So um, yeah, we're hopeful that that's gonna get figured out because I talked to him over a week ago now, so. Um, he just asked if we would be up to, uh, adjust the dates. Cause like we said, this was going to start the day after this episode came out is what we had originally planned. So, um, we adjusted the dates a bit and hopeful that that's going to work out. But yeah, anyways, other than that, um, yeah, pretty excited about this episode. Another Saskia guy coming on. Um, I know that, uh, that's a big thing for us. We like to kind of promote and and show off what what the province has to offer as well. I know we go all over the place with our guests into the states, out east, stuff like that, out west. But uh, it's always nice when you can get some homegrown talent on the pod. But uh, I think before we get into that and the sponsors, are you going out fishing at all? Any anytime soon? <sighs> Burbit. I know. I know. We're we're supposed to go for
1: Burbit this weekend. But I am. Logan's literally. Logan's literally been on my tail for like three weekends to go out for burbot, and I've just been been busy. I, I feel like I'm just a broken record. I say that every time. I feel like you ask me what's going on, I'm just
0: I haven't been fishing. Um Do you know what happens when you tell me that you can't come Burbot fishing? Do you know what I do? I have a few ideas, but I, tell I me. end up I end up last weekend I end up going to the casino. When I lost a hundred bucks. Learned how to play blackjack, <laughs> oh. I lost a hundred bucks. So you know what? You're losing me money okay. at this point.
1: Basically what you're saying is by me not fishing, I'm generating a gambling addiction for you. Oh,
0: it's already there. You're not generating anything. You're just letting it happen now.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to work my ass off, off to you to try get out ice fishing either this weekend or next weekend with my good buddy, Logan, Leslie, Logan Lewis, sorry, Logan Lewis, <laughs> Logan, Leslie, I have a buddy named Logan Leslie so it's it's so interchangeable ll oh my god
0: yeah no it's we're we're probably pretty both pretty cool people but yeah no i uh i'm hopefully getting out this weekend uh deep baker for some Burbit. uh it's that time brandon's got the burbot hoodie on Uh, if you haven't seen that be sure to head over to the website and check that out i've got the uh jig and wrap one on as well i'm holding it up (sighs) as if people listening can see this but they can't that's still one of my favorite shirts yeah so favorite designs, yeah, there's a couple on there. Be sure to check those out, but, uh, I guess we should, uh, hop into our sponsors here, right? Eh? Yes, sir. I mean, first and
1: foremost, we got to give a shout out to our fellow friends over at 13 fishing and, uh, Repella Canada. Um, they've been awesome to work with. They've, they've been great to us. Um, great, you know, great to all of our listeners as well. So huge shout out to them. Um, actually just recently, Logan, I don't even know if I told you, but um, Ranch Erlo uh, with uh, all their youth. Last year was their first annual ice fishing tournament for the youth at, at Ranch Erlo. And uh, they, they're hosting their second annual tournament. And they reached back out because last year we sponsored um, and Repella Canada also sponsored. We pulled together a bunch of prizes for all the kids and it was fantastic. Everybody had fun. The kids loved it. So they're doing it again. And they reached out to us to sponsor and ask if Rapella and Thirteen Fishing would sponsor again, and reached out to Rapella Canada, and you know they sent out a bunch of prizes yeah. for all the kids again. So that's actually happening this weekend as well. So shout out to Big Brandon, uh, my brother-in-law. He's kind of the one that puts that on for Ranch Rancherlo. So he's doing a great job um, promoting fishing with all the, with all the youth there. So yeah, um, those guys love yeah. fishing. Cool. Hey. Love it, absolutely love it. But yeah, head head on over to Rapella.ca. Um, they got so many different brands, and you can get fifteen percent off whatever you want on their website. Um, Rapella, Thirteen Fishing, Strike Master, uh, and a bunch of others. So go go check that out. Rapella.ca. Use our code Weekend Warriors for fifteen percent off for
0: sure. Uh, next up is the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation. Uh, awesome getting to getting to work with them. It's membership season. Uh, so remember to renew your memberships and whatnot. Uh, we've gone over quite a few times in, in these intros kind of what they, what they offer. But my favorite thing by far is the magazine subscription. Um, I know magazines probably obviously aren't as popular as they used to be, but uh, this is, I think, I don't know how many dedicated pages are there just to Saskatchewan in there. Like it's pretty, it's pretty Honestly, sweet. Honestly, like probably 10 or 15. Like it's a whole section just for yeah. life. Yeah. So definitely love that part. Um, get this, I mean, lots of other things that you get with those memberships but um just like i had the ability to get my my deer measured there with a the membership and you get entered into some of their competitions and stuff with that like it's just just a great thing to be part of and it's only 20 25 bucks so um that's nothing at all right but uh, yeah big thanks to them for for coming on and continuing to sponsor the podcast Yes, sir. And
1: of course, we got Lucky Bastard Distillers. They've been with us since day one. They they believed in the weekend warriors even before it was a thing. Um, some of the best spirits you'll find in in Saskatchewan. Um, they ship Canada wide. Head to their website, LuckyBastard.ca. Use our code Weekend Warriors for ten percent off. And yeah, like I said, they ship Canada wide. So if you're if you're a listener from outside of Saskatchewan, if they don't have Lucky Bastard in your um, local liquor store you can shop online and save yourself 10 percent. so go check them out here's a quick word from them and then we will hop into our interview with dawson Adamanchuk. i'm pretty sure is how you pronounce it
0: <laughs> well but you're never every time so sorry sorry about that dawson
2: <laughs> there are certain moments in life that really stick with you this is definitely one of them the thrill of the dill, my friends, is not a myth. Prohibition is over, Saskatchewan.
1: Ask about LB's legendary Birmingham's dill pickle vodka. After all, it's not a party until someone pulls out the pickle. Tours and tastings available. Call or stop by 814 47th Street East. And tonight, why not mix your Caesar with some lucky bastard? It's the one with the pickle in it.
0: Next up on the docket here, we got uh, Dawson, Adam, and Chuck. <laughs> did i get that right we just went over that did i mess that uh, up again? No,
2: it's close enough it counts
0: close enough okay cool well yeah no thanks for coming on i know i messaged you a couple weeks ago i think it was say should line something up and then it just worked out this week that we could uh, could do it for this week's episode so yeah again thanks for coming on and i guess for for everyone listening kind of give uh the sparks notes version of yourself here who are you what do you do and Kind of, I guess. Anything else you want to tell the people?
2: Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. So this, this will be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. So my name is Dawson. I'm from Humboldt uh, in Saskatchewan here, so local. And uh, I got uh, pretty. I got big into like the the outdoor industry and the filming and like working content and stuff like that in the last couple of years, and it's been an absolute blast. I definitely don't take it for granted. I've been I've been super blessed. So I do a lot of different work with outfitters. I film for TV shows. And then I just run some social medias and my TikTok and Instagram. So I just, I love to spend out time outdoors. I don't know, I'm like 150 plus days a year outdoors. And just, uh, I, I'd rather be out there than at home kind of thing. So I just love to travel, meet people yeah. and spend time in God's creation doing what I love to do. So that's kind of the quick, quick version, whether it's hunting, spearfishing, fishing, traveling. I just love to go everywhere and experience as much as I can.
0: Yeah, for sure, and I guess I didn't even realize the spear fishing was was something you're into, so I might have to touch on that a little bit later here. But uh, that was one thing I wanted to mention. Some some Sask boys. I know we've had some other Sask guys on, but I'd say this is probably the closest in age relation for me and Brandon as far as having some of the other Sas guys on. And we we figured out there before we started recording that we knew some of the same people, so that was. That was pretty funny, whether it's through hockey or hunting and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I guess is this is this basically something you're doing full time?
2: Yeah, so I've been super blessed. I've been able to make uh, media and like content creation my full time job. Um, so it's funny. So I picked up a camera for the first time in my life in the spring of 2020, and then it just kind of I just like knew some people who knew some people and got some opportunities that way, and just tried to make the most of it. And they just kind of I just poured my heart and soul into it, and just kind of kept growing and I've just yeah, i've been super blessed that way. So I've been it's been my full time job for about a year and a half now and I've just been able to experience some pretty awesome, awesome stuff.
0: Yeah. No doubt. Like pretty I know. inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty sweet to see people get to do that. Like I know uh and I think I saw you had a page for it, but like as far as Jay Siemens who we've had on before, um he kinda like right started out with the Thrive visuals and stuff like that. And it's not just outdoor content. There's lots of other photography gigs whether it's mm. weddings or events stuff like that that people do is that something you kind of do as as another part of it too
2: yeah so i at first i was i did a lot of grads and like weddings um which i still do quite a bit of that and that's fun keeps me creative um but once like spring rolls around for bear season once the fall rolls around I like, i don't book anything i just travel yeah. hunt film and so it's they definitely like play into each other for sure. And, uh, you can kind of learn from like weddings and how to like, that's all framing, right. To frame shots and set things up. So it all, it all comes back full circle. Um, but I definitely do a lot of stuff like that. I did, I was blessed, uh, to get contracts with like Porsche, Audi and Mercedes. So I've done a lot of automotive nice. photo shoots. So that stuff's always super fun.
0: Yeah. You kind of got to have an eye for that. And it's, it's tough. We, me and Brandon found out, especially now with the podcast, it's tough to find whether it's trying to find editors who understand the content of fishing in the outdoors mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Like it's hard to find someone who has that eye for that kind of stuff. So I know that uh, once those companies probably find something like that, they're pretty happy about it and like to stick with it. Hey.
2: Yeah. And if you, you just try, the biggest thing is just building like a good relationship, right? Just, be easy going good to work with and that's what I try and do and then let let your art style kind of show through that and everybody has a different style right like my style isn't going to be what somebody else is always looking for um but the next person is that might be exactly what they're looking for right so just kind of stay true to who I am and my style and just kind of go from there
1: I think that's great I think that's great like honestly like I like them I like the media stuff so this this interview or like Other interviews with like Sam Moore or Jay Siemens, they really intrigue me. Um, obviously, like we've both been following you for a while now. you know, being from Saskatchewan, it's just, I mean, that's a you know, why we wanted to have you on for the for the most part, right? Is because you're in the outdoor scene more so hunting than fishing. I mean, we're we're a fishing podcast, but being a Mm -hmm. local Saskatchewan guy in the outdoor industry, um, I mean, you mentioned you're into fishing too. So, um, But just like the media aspect of it, the fact that you picked up a camera in 2020 and you've turned it into a full-time career, like, I don't know, I personally find that super inspiring. And like anybody listening, you know, we have a ton of like young listeners as well, right? So if people are trying to get into the outdoor industry and you've never picked up a camera before, I mean, this is just like a a true tale that, you know, if you want to do something, you can do it. So I think that's great. I just wanted to touch on that before we jump into a different topic.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. You just find something that you love to do, and it was funny because so after I bought that camera, um, my sister asked me. She's like, "You can be a photographer?" I said, "The <laughs> one job I never want to do in my life is be a photographer." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I was like, word for us, I don't ever want to do. It. I have no interest in it." And then I like got into like different dimensions of it, and then like a little bit of hunting videography. I'm like, man, this is this is. I like this and I'm like, I'm going to see where this goes. And it kind of came down to like, uh, what do I love to do and how can I make money doing it? Yeah. And so that's where, mm-hmm. that's where like times have changed. Like you look back like 30, 40 years ago, everybody like nine to five, go to university, work and trade, which is awesome. Absolutely. But I'm like, I love to travel. I love to hunt. I love to fish. If I can, if there's a way that I can make money doing that, I'm like, Oh my gosh, sign me up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, I think that's the biggest thing is you couldn't really do that before, right? Like you said, like, it, I mean, some people could, but you usually had to be professional at it, right? Yeah, it was, Whereas now you can be classified as an amateur, but your ability to provide that content and, and put that out for people or to, to be able to create stuff for other companies mm-hmm. and stuff like that is so almost more useful than the pros are now, honestly, as far as um, what companies are looking for. Right. Yeah. And I mean, there's a, there's a place to be had for that. So I think like Brandon, like me and Brandon both enjoy that too. It's, we do this, this is like a side grind for us, side hustle, not hustle. I would say, cause we're, we're, we're just enjoyed doing it, but it is, it is a grind doing it. And we kind of embrace that grind. Just like we see on your stories all the time, like when you're talking about the sunrises and the sunsets and I was saying to dad, like it, he was down the States one day and then I saw he was in Humboldt the next day and then he was snowboarding the next day and I was like this guy's all over the place. Like, it's just crazy, but it's, it's a life you got to love. Right.
2: Yeah. And that's, that's definitely it. If you don't love it, you'll get burnt out. I mean, I, like, I think I filmed like seven months last year. And so that's like, you sacrifice a lot. I mean, there's no home. Like I don't have much of a home life, right? Like I'm, I'm not here Mm -hmm. very often. I don't get to hang out a lot with friends, um, for that part of the year, but like, I just got back from the States, like you'd said, and I was down there for like two months. And that was just for myself. Like I was just traveling, creating content for myself, like just for Instagram and TikTok. And we went from like a snowboard to Banff. Then I met up with a buddy in uh, Montana. Then we drove straight to Missouri. Then we drove from Missouri, picked up swap vehicles, drove right to Texas to hunt hogs. Like it was, it was crazy. It was like, we drove like 28 hours straight just to be like, yeah, yeah. and it's fun, but it's fun. Like I love it. And I always, like you said, post on my stories, like always chasing sunsets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the nice thing, too. I guess when it is your business, write offs, all <laughs> that is, is stuff for the business, right? So, yeah. I mean, it, it helps it make more sense to be able to do. Uh, and that's the, the thing that works out well. And I guess as far as that, kind of, I know you kind of touched on a little bit how you knew that some of the right people and stuff, but like for someone, I know you've only been doing it for a little bit, but for someone who would maybe be thinking about going down that same road, like how did you get your foot wet? and kind of get your foot in that door and get going at, at, to be where you are right now, as far as getting those contracts or getting that, that stuff like the media for the companies. Like I have no idea how that stuff works. It might be simple, but what did you do?
2: Yeah. So I first started off when I first got my camera, it was just to film some of my own hunts. Uh, I was, I was had a like a YouTube channel with a buddy. Uh, it was called, it's called the moment outdoors and, um, I'm not a part of it anymore, but Skyler does a really good job with it. <clears throat> and, um, uh, so we were just doing that and that just kind of got you, familiar with it like the biggest thing is just to start like get comfortable talking in front of a camera watch like look at people who inspire you in the outdoor industry people like different content creators and youtube channels and be like i kind of like that style i like how they do this and just just mimic it and uh reach out to Mm -hmm. people um and just ask them questions i get lots of people coming from tiktok be like hey what do you recommend here how do i do this and so reaching out to people and basically just doing it are the two biggest things and if you, the more content you post, you're, you're going to get a little bit of traction. People are going to start following you and just stay consistent. And eventually you'll, you'll reach the right person. Like I said, for me, I just, I met somebody who knew a TV host who was coming to Saskatchewan for a waterfowl hunt. And that's how I got my foot in the door in the media industry. And then from there, I went the next year and the next year, and then you just get better equipment and better this and more people see it. And so it just kind of all starts with get a camera and just go do it is like basically yeah. what it comes down to because if if you don't start practicing the videos and the pictures you don't really have anywhere to go from there so basically yeah like i said basically just start
1: and yeah that that is might be some of the best advice i've ever heard and it's so simple honestly right like i know a ton of people i mean not even just in the outdoor industry for media and stuff but like um any business really right content has become such a big part of everyday life, marketing, business, everything like that. Um, I know so many people that are so tied up on like creating the perfect piece of content and they'll record so many different things or do so many different takes and they never end up posting or publishing that post. That content just mm-hmm. sits there and that ends up just going to waste. And, you know, it's just like the hardest thing is is one starting, but the next hardest thing is just actually like publishing it because you you can you can, yeah. you can have 10 pieces of content and not have the courage to publish any of it and you don't even know those 10 pieces of content on TikTok you know could reach 5 million people and you know I mean that's a thing yeah. I think for you you're you're huge on TikTok right so um I think that's actually how I first came across you um was on TikTok and I was like oh man like this guy is probably like from the midwest or something and then you know it turned out you're from Saskatchewan so I tossed a follow and um, obviously just, you know, having the Saskatchewan ties, I thought that was fun. That was fantastic and something that I really appreciated. And, um, but like you're huge on TikTok. How did, how did that kind of, how did that storm start? Cause I feel like there's a lot of people still trying to figure out TikTok. I don't know if there is actually, you know, a secret to TikTok or it's really just you create content, be consistent, um, and eventually like something takes off and people start to see it. And um, I think consistency consistency is the biggest part of it as well um, with growth. I don't know. What do you think?
2: Yeah. I mean, so when it comes to content creation, the best, uh, the best like quote and advice I've heard is it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall. You just got to throw it until something sticks (laughs) and uh, then just kind of go with it. And like one video can change your life. And so like for me, I was just posting content because A, I had a lot of it because of what I do and B, I just love to create. And I had this one video of me blow up. It had like 1.6 million views in like two weeks or a week. And I, I gained like tens of thousands of followers from it. And it's just from one video. And then all of a sudden brands start to notice and then brands will reach out to you and then you can use your platform to like leverage different brand deals and stuff. So Like literally one video can change people's lives. And you see that so much, especially on TikTok, just where the algorithm works. I mean, don't ask me how it works because I I don't really understand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Only China knows. I don't think anyone will ever understand. It changes like every hour, so.
2: Yeah, um, it's funny because I'll put like two hours into an edit. I'm like, uh, I'll put so much time in this edit, like all these different transitions and I'll have it like, I did one with like a mountain ops logo and I had the like the next video come through my chest out and it got like twelve thousand views, something like that. And I'll just do like a video of me like talking to my phone, just something so simple and like two hundred thousand I'm like, oh my gosh <laughs> like something like that like, so much so that's what I mean. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. And especially like yeah. with TikTok, like there's so much content out there that it doesn't have to be perfect all the time. And like that example just shows it something that I do like professionally done, like hours into 10, 12,000 views. And then just like a simple, like, Hey guys, this is what I think of this. A little tip. Hey, next time you're out in the outdoors, try this. And if it catches the right audience, boom. And you'll yeah. get followers mm-hmm. just like that. So like I said, the, um, just got to start making content. And like one of the, another good quote I love is like, it When somebody says like, oh, it's not that simple, it is. Whether you want to like start going to the gym, all right, well, get up like half an hour earlier, go to the, for a half hour workout or like go for an hour after, right? Like just go to the gym or if you want to start making content, make content. (laughs) Like, but it's like such a hard, like.
1: Sorry. I was just like, literally just whip out your phone. It's in your hand anyways.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like I got other creator friends, like my one friend from the States, she was out shed hunting. And she made a video of her like crawling underneath the fence. And she's like, do you guys prefer going under a fence or over a fence? And then like, it got so much engagement and it like took off simple, right? Like just Mm -hmm. put content out there. People are going to relate to it. And I find that like, even just iPhone videos, more people can relate to it rather than just look at it and be like, Oh, that's super cool. Right. It's more relatable. You're going to get more engagement on it and people are going to love it. And so like, it, it really is that simple, but it's such a mind block. Like even for me, even I've been doing it for X amount of time, I do it at a professional level uh, and I'm like, Oh man, I shouldn't post that. I can't post that. And even though like I've been doing it for mm-hmm. so long and I have a, been blessed with the platform that I do. And it's like still tough sometimes to put yourself out there because you're like, Oh, what are people going to think? And I got to a point where I'm like, I just got to not worry about that and I like it. So I'm posting it. And then yeah. I find, found that like, I started gaining more traction when I did that because people are like, this dude's just being him. And that's like, I think that's one of the biggest things is just stay true to yourself and who you are, your beliefs, your morals, and just stay true to that. And otherwise people will see through it and just post what you want to post. Yeah. You won't get burnt out and you'll have fun doing it. People are going to see that. Just get out there and go make a video and post it.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. I think, I think that's a big thing. Like I've seen, yeah, the uh, being authentic is a, a big... Oh, there's the first beer. Uh, being authentic, I think, wow. is the is the big thing just because... We need a beer sponsor. True. <laughs> we'll work on that. If anybody oh, listening,
1: I, you got any ties to a beer company, you let us know.
0: Yeah, as me and Doss are drinking water here.
1: <laughs> wow. Best thing for you. My body's a temple.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, back to the being authentic thing, like I think that's a big thing. You see lots of those vloggers or whatever, however people pronounce it, vloggers, vlogs, whatever. Mm-hmm on YouTube. I've heard so many stories of like, like when you come in and talk to me or Brandon, this is how we are in person as well. Like it's it's not it's not just like hype 100% of the time, right? Like it's just like, you can have a normal conversation like this. Whereas you watch those vlogs on YouTube and I've heard lots of times that as soon as that camera's turned off, those people are just like, it's going from 100 to like negative 100 and they just kind of, they're slumped sitting there and that's just how they are. And then as soon as that camera comes back on, They're totally something different and that would burn a person out right there right yeah having to pretend to be something else so if you can find something that you enjoy to do and something that you can be authentic with it's just so much easier and i think you can see that with a lot of the content especially in the outdoor industry like like when you when you down a deer or something like that like you're actually that jacked up you're not faking that right and stuff like that so it's 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 not hard to to bring the enthusiasm and stuff like that but I think one thing that would make it easier is I'm guessing you were quite into hunting and everything like that before you applied the media to it.
2: Yeah. So I was, uh, so lots of people, I think it's funny. So like my story, I think is, I I think it's kind of unique. So, uh, lots of people say like, Oh, I've been hunting my whole life, but I go one step further. My mom was, uh, eight months pregnant with me in the tree stand hunting bears. (laughs) So I've actually been hunting since I was in the womb.
0: (laughs) So I think that's, <laughs> yeah. that's
2: kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I grew up in a hunting family, right? Like before I could even walk, I got, I was on the end gate with dad with pictures of deer. So I've been super blessed that, um, I was able to learn from someone like that. And so we were like, we would hunt yeah. moose out of a canvas tent up North, right? Like that's how we hunted. And I was super fortunate that way. And I'm, I'm forever grateful that I was to be raised like that. And so whether it was fishing, mm-hmm. hunting, that's what I've done literally my whole life. And then the media yeah. stuff came into play and that's, that's like how help, that's helped me a lot as far as like filming shows and stuff, because like they've said, they've had camera people who who don't quite, there aren't great hunters or don't know how to hunt because they've never done it. And so to be able to find that like sweet spot between the two to be able to film and be able to hunt is it's, I think it's a big advantage when you are hunting whether to not skyline yourself or to know what where and where you cannot step right so i think that's been an advantage for me for sure that i've been super thankful for
0: yeah and that's something we don't really have to worry about with fishing as far as the cameraman they're just in the boat right but Mm -hmm. people don't really think about that when you're filming a a bow hunt or something like that like or if you're trying to get a good angle on a waterfowl hunt well you got to make sure that you're covered right Mm -hmm. or if it's, if it's archery season, you're out there, like you got to worry about yourself too and what your camera's doing. Right. And stuff like that, when you're trying to film that and people don't really think about that stuff, they just kind of will watch it and, and don't think about what has to go into what the cameraman was thinking about staying covered. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's pretty cool. Cause people, I don't think appreciate that as much like a fishing show. The cameraman's just sitting in the front of the boat for the most part. Right. Yeah. But when it comes to hunting, that's a, a whole different story. And I, I think either way that you go with it like how much extra work is it like if you're going co- like comparing you're just going out for an evening for a hunt compared to if you're going out to film yourself let's say for an evening for a hunt like what's the difference in preparation and stuff like that
2: Yeah so if I'm like if I'm self filming a hunt you're talking yeah. yeah yeah so if if I was to like go on a stalk and self film I have to stalk that animal twice like everything I do I have to do it twice I got to carry a tripod, carry a bow. There's way more gear, but so like I got to film myself walk there, and then I got to go back, get my camera, go set it up, set it up in front of me, and then back up, and then walk in front of it. Like, there's a lot that goes into it. Mm -hmm. I know know Remy Warren talks a lot about it, and that's what he said. He's like, you you got to stalk an animal twice. Everything you do normally, you do it twice plus more to get different angles. Mm And yeah, yeah, there's a lot more that goes into it than people realized
1: oh yeah yeah oh. it's oh. just like uh i don't even want to know honestly like what? how frustrating filming can be sometimes too though like and you're yeah i mean i'm not a hunter like but like just knowing like you know the whole stocking and like the, the you know it takes time to actually find these animals uh but the whole process mm-hmm. of like having to have so much gear even fishing is like it's frustrating mm-hmm. on a boat never mind like hauling it around in the bush
2: yeah, I uh, you definitely got to get insurance on stuff. Um, but my camera takes a pretty good beating when I'm out there. And so usually like, so I use, what I use, and if anybody listening, um, one of my biggest tips, so I put, you know, the Primo's trigger stick, like a shooting stick that goes up and down with the trigger. Yeah. So I put that on the bottom of my camera cage. So when I'm going, I have like a walking stick and a tripod built into one. So I don't carry a tripod most of the time. I'll like... I'll have oh, okay. it in my backpack or back at camp, obviously, depending on what type of hunt we're doing. But so I'll have it on a trigger stick, and then it's easy to adjust up and down where a tripod it, like, takes time and movement. This is just simple up, down, side, and it's just like a monopod trigger stick. So I found, I saw yeah, that right. sitting down here one day before – actually, it was right before I went and filmed an elk hunt out in Alberta. And I was like, man, I wonder if that would fit. And sure enough, my camera cage on the bottom had different holes for screws. And it worked perfect. And that's like the best thing I've come across.
0: Yeah. That would make it a lot simpler, right? Interesting. You always, you always try to take the least amount that you need, right? Mm -hmm. So, as opposed to having to take a tripod, like I know some of those tripods are just stupid heavy too, right? Like you've taken around some of those spotting scope ones, and spotting scope itself is heavy enough. And then you add a tripod to that. And that's even if you're not even filming. So, like, I, the thing I always think back to when I look at that stuff is I watched like every episode of Survivor Man. with less like i love that show so good and him him but like when you talk about having to get the shot of him walking towards the camera well he had to go put that camera up there and walk back and then walk back to the camera and the same thing for when he's walking away and when he's doing this in like minus 30 or it's plus 40 or whatever stuff like that i'm like that's just so much work for that one shot and he's doing this all by himself it's like crazy to think about so i can kind of see like it's even we notice it too and we've tried to go out and lined up some people to come out and film some fishing stuff and well then the fish don't want to cooperate or sometimes they do cooperate and same as there's not much to a hunting film unless you're a really good storyteller if the animal doesn't cooperate right mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of a lot of work for for that one thing and yeah I've, with fishing you'll have multiple opportunities most of the time to hook up to a fish and land it and, and stuff like that right but when you're going out For a stock or something in the evening, that's your that's your one your one objective there, right? Yeah, absolutely. How often is your is your hunts like how many hunts would you do that you're filming, whether it's for a show or for yourself, that just turn into nothing just because we weren't able to to be successful with the stock or whatever?
2: Yeah, um, it definitely it definitely happens. Uh, like whether you're waterfowl hunting and you're like, because you're always trying to move, and that's the toughest part because yeah. I've had guys like, Matt, don't move, don't move. I'm like, Well, yeah, I understand that, but at the same time I'm not gonna get the birds coming in if I don't. So it's super tough to like stay hidden and do that. And yeah. um do not I d I don't I haven't self filmed a whole lot of my own hunts. Uh like this year I I had three days to mule their hunt back home and I just left the camera at home. I said, you know what, I'm gonna I got three days to myself, I'm gonna enjoy it, I'm gonna go out and I ended up harvesting mine on on the, the first morning I went out. But nice. I'm like, man, if I would have had a camera, I, it would, it would have been the perfect setup too. And that's how it goes every time.
0: Yeah.
2: But every time. Yeah. Uh, man, I went in there the night before with my little brother. I found this deer. I'm like, I'm coming back in the morning, located him, put him to bed, put in like a mile stock, stocked into like 18, y- 23 yards, sat there for an hour. He got up, walked towards me, turned broadside at 18 yards. And I shot him. I'm like, that could not have been better if I filmed mm-hmm. it, yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. this is how it goes. But then, when you are filming it, like how many times do you hear like TV hosts or whatever? Like, are you on them? Are you on them? are like, no, no, because like the cameraman is trying to get him in focus. You're trying to like peer just over the shoulder to get him in the bottom frame and the deer or elk or whatever in focus. Yeah. And there's so many like things that have to work out. And then like, and if, if you're not right behind him, you're off to the side, and you have a different angle, so the shooter might see him, but you might not. And that's what happened uh, on the elk hunt this year, when I was with Pursue the Hunt, I had a perfect lane. Like you watch a film and I got the perfect broadside shot of this elk at like 11 yards, but he had these two trees in the way, just the way it came up. And so because of that, yeah. right. And it, 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 it's so many variables to come into play. Cause not only is it a cameraman, it's a shooter and it's an animal. So you got three things with brains trying to capture one thing. And I mean, me trying to do it myself is hard enough. let <laughs> alone, yeah. A couple yeah. other things,
0: yeah. Exactly. Do you, Do you find that the camera is bad juju? Like, camera comes out. Like, I'll I'll get ready to record like some underwater footage, and then there's no fish or stuff like that. Do you find that?
2: Uh, yeah, I do find that sometimes. Like, very rarely are you like, man, that was easy. Like, I I don't really <laughs> yeah. find myself saying that too much. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you said, you'd be like, you, you'll be hammering the fish. Like all right, time to pull the camera out, and then just goes dead. And you're like, yeah, yeah, come on. And that's like the toughest part. Like you said, you can't have a film without like the objective. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of like catching a fish or yeah. birds coming in or stalking an animal.
0: Right. Yeah, I definitely, yeah.
2: I know what you mean, for sure. We experience it all the
0: time. Yeah, like I think I think Meat is pretty good at telling that story. Like they have a couple episodes where they don't get anything, but there's also, they do see usually something, mm-hmm. but they're also just like professional storytellers as well, yeah, right? So they're it's pretty super easy good. to, yeah, for them to put that out. So it keeps you interested enough. Whereas like me and and put out something with no fish, people be like, why did I just waste 15 minutes of my life <laughs> to watch Man,
1: this? honestly, like, <laughs> This is resonating with me so much because like my first my first time heading out this ice fishing season, I put in like a 14-hour day and we walked, I think it was like 25,000 steps that day. Like we put on the miles, like dragon sleds, everything. We, we caught nothing but tulip for like the whole day. So it's like, well, I'm not going to make a video about tulip. I got the GoPro running on my chest and you know I'm getting some footage of the live scope and you know, just in case, you know, we run into a, a pot of fish and stuff, you know, turns on. And it's like five thirty, five forty-five, sun starting to su- su- starting to set. Like, well, you know, the boys like we should we should probably start packing up. And I just I hook into a fish. I'm like, okay, like this one's pretty good. I got the GoPro running and I start reeling about three reels up, my GoPro starts beeping beep, 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 and it died. <laughs> and it ended up being like a twenty nine inch walleye. And honestly, like that would have been like such good content because like it fought me for a while and this thing was like it was fat like it was probably like a 10 11 pound walleye all day i had this gopro running with footage that's just garbage and the one time the one fish that we were waiting for all day and the gopro dies it's like why why like why (laughs) what did i do to deserve this
2: murphy's law man that's just how it goes yeah
0: so yeah that 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 hits home for me
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: Um, I guess as, as far as kind of going back to the SAS thing kind of had here, like, do you find that there's anything about SaaS that kind of influences your ability to do what you do? Or, like, do you notice any difference in your work compared to, I don't know, like, some of the work you see down from the States or out East and stuff like that?
2: Uh, definitely, I'll find that people in the States, they'll have a lot more opportunity throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, from, like, Turkey, like you can... depending on what state you go to, you can hunt 12 months a year. So just to be able to have that much, it'd be super cool. Um, which is why I went down there to travel for myself. I was hunting deer in January I'm like, man, this is cool. Um, but I don't really know if it would be too much different, just more so the animals that we would hunt. Um, but I definitely like where I live in Humboldt, I definitely have the opportunity to go, out more maybe more than some people just outdoors but not as yeah. far as like the hunting aspect of it per se um if right. that makes sense
0: Yeah and I guess you probably hear it all the time how lucky we are to have the hunting and fishing that we do right. right like I know when I got my first deer um what was it 5 by 5 and I was very happy with it and then I take it into it was actually Wyatt's uh, uncle's garage there to to deal with it and everything, and he's got—I don't even know how many deer on the wall, just two times bigger than that, just big deer, right? Yeah. And I'm like, man, like this, like I'm still very happy with it. Don't get me wrong, still thankful for it. But um, then you go and watch some other hunting shows, and depending where they are, somewhere in the states is like a two by two or three by three is a big deer for them, right? And so yeah. I definitely hear that a lot from from lots of people that were pretty lucky to to have that. So I'm sure you hear that even more in the in the hunting scene, eh?
2: Yeah, absolutely, especially when it comes to whitetail. Um, like when I was down in the States, like a lot of those States, like if they see a 115 inch deer, they're fired up. And I mean, rightfully yeah. so for those areas, right? Those are good deer, but they come up to Sask to hunt deer. And like the outfitter that I was filming for last year, like we had, we had one guy shoot a deer that was around that size and he was pumped. It was like the biggest deer he'd ever shot and he couldn't have been happier, which was awesome to see. But at the same time, you're like, Maybe next time I hold up a little bit. Um, yeah, but because we are pretty blessed, absolutely. And like for me to be able to get yeah. an elk tag, a moose tag, two, a milder tag, a white tail tag, and two bear tags every year is, is pretty special. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: so you're kind of putting in all over the place for your tags. Yeah,
2: well, you can get the over the counter up north, right? Uh, for elk, oh elk and right, moose, yeah, and for bear. Uh, yeah. I do put in for the draw, but I got drawn for elk two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. And so I probably won't get drawn for another 10 or 12. Um, but yeah. yeah, just to be able to have that over-the-counter opportunity is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and that's when you're talking about going down in the States. Actually, when I was guiding this past spring up in the territories, the first uh, set of clients I had were invited to be down to Iowa to go on a turkey hunt. And uh was trying to figure that out, but... I didn't get it figured out by the... I think the deadline was like, what was it, the end of January or something like that for, for the non-resident thing, for their draw. Um, I don't know what happened, but it just basically said it wouldn't uh, wouldn't let me... Uh, like, you know how here you have to have... Like, there's a the Habitat license that you get in Sask and stuff like that. It was saying that I didn't have the prerequisite licenses, but that I also was not allowed to purchase them. And so I was Weird. like, oh, I don't know what to do there. And I kind of left it too late to try and figure out what was going on so and actually why it was going to come down on that trip with me too we were both trying to figure it out there so um but like you said the opportunities for for hunting and stuff down there are pretty pretty crazy but yeah. i mean the size we have and the same for fishing up here the the fishing that we have especially by our populated areas like d Flas mountain place like that go up to tobin like we're pretty lucky to have all that around here
2: absolutely i, I fished last mountain quite a bit and it's a lot of fun oh do you yes sir
0: Brownie Brown, you're muted. Take a
1: lap. You're muted. <laughs> oh man. I'm just talking to myself here. I'm like these, dash, these boys are rude. These, these boys are rude. They're just ignoring me. Like I'm literally just talking right to them and they're not even acknowledging me. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. no, I was just I was gonna say, like, I mean you you were talking about like kind of the differences between the states and like Saskatchewan and um man, how many times like on social media do you see somebody from like the states, you know, posting a picture with a with a pike? They're just like crazy excited and it's like a three, four, five pound pike. And it's like we have... No judgment there though. Yeah, no judgment, no judgment. But like, I mean, you know, we have, you know, 40, 44, 47 inch, you know, 20 pound pike that are like <clears throat> basically unheard of in some, you know, in a lot of the states. Um But yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like the comparative Saskatchewan yeah. to everywhere else. We're just better. We're built well, different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The SAS built different No, I, I can, I can understand that with the the bit of fly fishing background I have, like some of the fish I've been most jacked to catch are six, seven inches, right? Like obviously always happy to catch a big one, but depending on the stream you're at or like you go up into the mountains or something like that, you have a good hike. Like, um, we did the hike at Waterton, me and my girlfriend, the Crypt Lake hike for anyone who's done that. Um, it's thrilling. It's like, I think it was like 17 K total, and hiked up there with my three weight and caught like a, I don't know, seven inch cutty. And that was one of my favorite fish I probably caught. And it's like, I've caught some way bigger fish, obviously, but I mean, that's, it's all what you make. And and knowing where you're pulling from, because you can, you can go fish the bow in Calgary and pull a tank out of there, like an actual tank. And then you can go drive another half an hour to another little creek or stream or whatever. And you're pulling out a six incher and that's one of the biggest that'll be in there. So um, I, I think that is is kind of common for a lot of places, but I mean, like you said, Brown and is built a little different for for the upper size of whether it's fishing or, or hunting, and I think we're pretty lucky to have that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I uh, so I fly fished in Idaho one time, <laughs> and uh, we were... <laughs> 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 this story is this kills me. Um, so we were doing like a family vacation. We went through Yellowstone, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna buy a fly rod. I got to go to one of these streams, <clears throat> and so. Mm -hmm. I went and got all the licenses, did whatever I needed to do. Got a fly rod. I was, I don't know what I would have been like 15, 16 at the time, something like that. And so I get all this, we go to this spot that one of the uh, local fly fishermen told us about and I'm in there and so I'm in there like no shirt, no shoes, swim trunks in this like glacier river. So I'm frozen. Every part of me is red. I'm sitting and I'm like, I'm not leaving until I catch a fish. And uh I look around and all these other people that like, got their hats, their vests, the big waders. <laughs> waiters. Their like, waiters. This yeah. kid's from Canada, I can tell. And uh <laughs> so I'm in there, and I caught I caught one fish the whole time and there's a rainbow trout about this big and I could not have been happier. I was losing my mind. And uh yeah. and was, like, some Canadian redneck just out here in swim trunks. <laughs> no idea what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, yeah, like for me, I caught the smallest fish I ever caught in my life, but i was probably one of the happiest times i've ever had fishing
0: yeah it's it's all what you make it and i think that's what we like to kind of promote on here too like there's professionals right and and a, f- a fish is just a fish and it's whether it's going to be one for your for your bag or if it's going to be when you toss it back they just mow through them or it's someone who only gets out once or twice a year kind of thing and they're jacked for anything they catch right it's 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 all what you make it and i think that's like some people kind of will stick their nose up or if that they're turn their nose up at things. And, um, to, for me, I don't care what fish is going to bite my hook. I'm just happy to, to catch a fish. And and there'd be some people that might be like that for hunting too. And there's some people that are only going to be like, someone will eat a tag every year looking for that one deer, right? Like it's, it's all what you want to make it. And there's so many different things that you can do that. Um, I don't know. It's, it's endless out there. Right. So I think that's, that's one thing that keeps us all going, but I guess, uh, transitioning a little bit um what does a, a typical day of work look like for you like are we talking like 12 15 hour days or what's it looking like
2: uh yeah right now i mean it's a lot of netflix and uh and editing <laughs> <laughs> so i just kind of yeah. i just kinda put, put a show on or movie on in the background and i'll edit but when it's like when it's during Because this is like my slow time for photography and for like there's not much there's not hunting that goes on right So, like, these, like, Mm -hmm. January, uh, more so February, March, and beginning of April, they're kind of, like, a slow time for me. And then I'll start going outfitters and film, like, bear hunts and, like, start – I'll do a little bit of guiding as well for the one outfitter. But come, like, spring and then summer and fall, it's a lot of, like – it'll be, yeah, 15 hours will be kind of a short day. Um, I think, like, this past July I had, like, 26 shoot days – um, so I kind of that's kind of like it was. I had like two, I think I had less than 10 days off between April and December, and so it was just mm-hmm. go, go, go. Because if I'm not shooting, I'm editing till four in the morning, uh, trying to keep caught right. up, trying to get caught up. Um, it gets crazy busy, and then once fall hits, so that goes from like spring is all filming, summer, like end of June, uh, I'll take a week off and bear hunt, and then, um, and even when we were bear hunting this year, we were going to bed at like 1am after editing and getting up at three 30 to get in the stand for the morning and like transferring files all night. And there's lots of times like I'll, I'll, I'll get home and I got to get packed up to leave like two days, three days later. And so I, I set alarms like every 45 minutes or however long my transfer. So like I'll get home, I'll back up all my footage and then I'll like transfer and organize it and then I'll edit and then I'll export and I'll set alarms like every 45 minutes hour all night just so i can like upload the next thing or like transfer the next item and so it gets pretty mm-hmm. crazy like lots of times if i get like four hours of sleep for like a couple like a week two weeks straight like it's kind of that's pretty normal um so it gets yeah. pretty hectic and then let alone if i'm like filming so like if, if i'm filming waterfowl i mean i'm editing all afternoon because you go for the morning hunt you're up at three thirty. you get up uh, go right. film it, come back, dump all the footage, edit what you need to edit, go back out and the, after the afternoon, evening hunt, you get back at, what, 8 o'clock or whatever it is and then eat supper, edit till 11 o'clock and then do it all over again and do that for a few months yeah. straight. It's kind of, it's a grind for sure in the busy town.
0: Yeah, no, I that's, that's so true. Like I even, without the filming, like we had a couple <clears throat> hunts this year and uh, got to do some of the evening ones and it was like, me and my buddy were cleaning. Like, there's three of us. We had a three man limited ducks and then like 20 some snows. And by the time we had all the decoys picked up and everything, taking it over to his shop, we, me and him were up cleaning. I think cleaning. We stopped for a little bit of a supper break. But by the time we were done packaging everything, it was like 1 a.m. And I just cooked because we also, you get up early to, to go around and scout that morning. The morning one didn't work out or whatever. And, and so it was like. But like a, it's a grind and then you add filming on top of that like are you are you also doing lots of the setup or are you just you're just worried about the filming like that's all they are worried about for you
2: depends how i feel that day i'll be like oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. sorry boys I, I gotta get this shot or oh, i, I gotta redo this drone clip uh, i can't really help put out yeah. decoys, uh <laughs> but no I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll definitely help help as much as i can um, but lots of the time, the footage is like is the main thing, right? Like that's I'm hired to like yeah. put put something together for them, so that's the main thing. And then I'll definitely help where I can. Um, but I may or may not have pulled that card once or twice to <laughs> <laughs> God, I got to go back up the footage, sorry boys.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's totally fair. You got to pull out every once in a while, especially when you're they're not getting up every 45 minutes to transfer footage, that's what right?
2: I'm so <laughs> you bet.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot yeah, that's more all that like, else. goes
2: into it. Yeah. And like, yeah. Uh, and depending, I'm not sure how long you guys have followed my Instagram, but like this summer, I'm sure there's, you would have seen a lot of like Instagram stories at like 4 AM, 4:30 in the morning and just like trying yeah. to get it done. And like, I mean, I, this is the time. So like when I got home from the States after I was done traveling, I, I didn't move for like three days. I just laid on the couch and watched <laughs> and I was like, I was so dead. I uh, like, yeah. we like sleeping in our trucks, so I like, I went from Missouri to Utah to that big hunt expo. Um, and that was like an 18 hour drive and I like spent like two nights in my truck and just otherwise like hotels get expensive. So it's like yeah, a sleep, yeah. warm sleeping bag, turn, park at a rest stop. And, and like, it's crazy. Life on the road is like, it's not what everybody thinks sometimes. They're like, oh man, you like, what no. you do is that like, you're just living the dream, which like, don't get me wrong. I'm super grateful for what I've been able to do to do and what I do for a living. And I never take it for granted, but there's times I'm like, Oh man, what I would do to have like a meal and a bed, right? Now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But,
2: like, It's definitely like a lot more to it, but I definitely, I love it. I don't take it for granted. Um, I've been blessed for sure. But there's a lot more that goes into like when you only sleep for two hours that night, like for, Couple of days straight, and you're trying to edit, trying to go on these hunts, trying to stay focused enough. Because when you're that tired, and you're so that elk hunt I filmed in Alberta, we walk like almost 80 kilometers in five days, and so that would be mm-hmm. I would do even more trying to like so I got to go through the brush to get this shot or get that shot. Go ahead, redo, and so just to like stay like mentally sharp to be able to like get that footage and try and remember everything like. It's it's a lot. You got a lot of notes in your phone. and Make sure you got shot list that you're filling up. Um, Yeah, it's it's a grind for sure, and not everybody like realizes that. Like, I don't just travel and hunt, <laughs> which is like part mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, but there's like so so much yeah. more that goes into it.
0: Yeah, no, that's that that's totally fair. I think, yeah that that travel living out of a bag, right? That's it's a lot different and definitely a grind. Even, even like. Take away all the physical stuff, like just a mental grind too, right? Not just being yeah. able to just sit down in a bed or sit down on a couch. Like all you got is your is your truck seat and or your back seat to maybe lay down in, right? Like that's it's yeah. <laughs> mentally it's totally different.
2: Yeah, it's a lot for sure.
0: Uh, I was just
1: curious. So obviously, it sounds like you've been all over the place. Uh, you know, lots of different outfitters, a lot of different hunts. Uh, what's one, what's one of your or what is your favorite uh, project that you've had the pleasure of shooting or? Or being a part of?
2: Um, there's one that I'm super excited about that's going to be coming out soon, but I can't really talk okay. about it too much yet. Um, that one's...
0: Sounds like Sam's interview.
2: <laughs> it's, it's wild. It is, this was like the most... This was the wildest time of my life. Um, so I'll make sure to send it to you guys when uh, when it comes out. But it's it was crazy. It was Where, the craziest part of my life.
1: Where's that coming out? Is that going to be available to like our listeners?
2: It'll be on YouTube, um, when, yeah, it de- cool. when it does come out. So I'll uh, definitely like keep you guys in the loop on that. Cause it was, it was crazy. It was insane. It was the best time of my life. But, um, as far as like what you can watch. So that elk hunt that I filmed last year, uh, for pursue the hunt that, that footage like, so that, yeah, that's probably what I'll be most proud of. I, I wish I could like edit all this stuff to like be like start to finish. Um, but filming that is, that was a lot of fun. Just to be able to like tell a story, start to finish, of like a week long elk hunt, and just I tried like my style has definitely gotten like more cinematic as time goes on, like just the way I shoot and how how I shoot stuff. So I'm yeah. probably I'm probably most excited mm-hmm. for that to come out, and that'll be on the Sportsman channel when it comes out. Okay,
1: cool, very cool. Yeah. yeah. So
0: all right, does it Matt? Like, does it change whether you like you said? to see it start to finish so did you not edit that one totally
2: no so sometimes um the tv hosts will like they'll do it themselves or they have like companies that sponsor them that do the editing
0: right, right? so
2: that he's got like a production company that like i'll he'll, okay. he'll fly me i was like i flew out to alberta and then he picked me up and we went and filmed it for a week and then i i dump all the footage and then like they have a production company that will edit it up
0: oh just hand over the hand over the hard drive basically yeah. like, here you go so <laughs> yeah.
2: it, and like they do a great job great job but sometimes it's like I, I really enjoy when i can shoot it and edit it because it's like my style start to finish right so that's super yeah, yeah. that's what i find and that's like re- that's probably most rewarding for me is when i can like put my name on something um i got i so i just started a youtube channel for myself because i got a lot of people on tiktok they're like oh you do like film your hunts and stuff and i so i'm in the middle of like editing up some some episodes right now so that'll be cool because i got to like self film some of it i had a buddy film some of it and i got to edit it so that'll be like really my style so that'll be really cool
0: okay yeah so i guess i kind of want to transition to the spearfishing here because the fishing topic and i'm very interested in that but one last thing on that. Are you like, so you film that hunt for him, are you allowed to use the footage as well? Or is that the rights are his? Yeah. So I, I kinda... always,
2: I always make sure that, um, whatever I film, I, I still have the rights to it so I can use it, uh, for okay. myself. So you'll see some of those clips on, on, uh, on my TikTok or some pictures on my Instagram from that trip. So I always make sure, and most people are pretty cool with it, right? Cause like I'll, it helps promote right. them and it helps me as well. So
0: Cool. Okay. That makes sense. I was just curious about how that would work if it's just like you film it and they take it or whatnot. Yeah. That, that's good. Some, some companies like
2: sense. I sign contracts that like everything I do is theirs and I can use it if I tag them in it. But if like some okay. other things I'll, it'll be like a contract where like I own everything so I can just post it how I want, where I want.
0: Okay, cool. So, um, I guess get into the spearfishing. Like, is this, is this something you're filming or this is something you've been doing for a while? Like the actual spearfishing? I,
2: I like to do. I don't get to do it as much as okay. I'd like to, but I still try and get out a couple times a year.
0: And you do that in Sask? Yeah. Oh, cool. So is, I, I know I've watched quite a few videos, especially guys at, to the tailwaters of Deef um, with those videos, but like kind of like, I know clarity has got to be a big thing. So like kind of where, like, I don't know. Is it very popular in Sask? Like I don't see a ton about it. Yeah.
2: I don't like other than like one Facebook page, I don't really see too much about it. Um, but I, I think more people are, like, trying, to, trying it or, like, starting to get into it. It uh, It's super cool, though. So I'm not going to say what lakes I go to just because I don't want it to, like. Right. <laughs> but, but I definitely yeah. – I go up north, like, because the water is a lot more clear. Okay. It's a lot colder. Yeah. Um, but if you got the proper wetsuit and stuff, it's definitely – it's a lot of fun. It's a whole different world down there.
0: Oh, I bet. Like, it would be pretty cool getting to see them – open water in their natural habitat like obviously there's underwater cameras and stuff like that when you're ice fishing but that's just when something's ripping by you and they're usually charged up coming into a hook or something right whereas uh, from the videos i've seen of people spear fishing and stuff like it's they're just chilling right they're in their natural habitat and as long as you haven't spooked them or whatever they're just acting how they normally would when they're not eating so i think i think that's pretty sweet like i know there's some good uh, burbot, pike, walleye, uh, videos and stuff like that on YouTube for people to check out. But that's pretty interesting. I don't think I know of any, not, I guess not know of, but I don't know anyone who, who does that. So that's pretty unique there, but I guess that goes into the hunting side of things, right?
2: Yeah. It feels like I'm actually like hunting the fish. It's, it's, it's a different yeah. dynamic and it, it's, it's crazy being like on their level. Cause like when I dive under, I'm like the first couple times. So the first time I ever saw a fish underwater I man, I swear I almost drowned. I like, I dove down, and I like looked to my left, and there was nothing. I looked to the right, and like three feet in front of me, just staring at me is this pike. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this thing's just like right there." And I like, and of course, I like, I like freak out. I bring my gun up, and just fish is long gone. I mean, just like watching swim away. I <laughs> God dang, but it's crazy. Yeah. And then you'll be like swimming over top of the weeds, and then all of a sudden, just poof, just a puff of sand, just the pike takes off because they sit yeah. at the bottom, right? And yeah. so just like yeah. getting to see like actually where they hide and how they hang out. Or like you'll just be sitting there and all of a sudden like a group of perch or, or walleye will just like swim in front of you or by you. And um I've been in like it's like a vortex or a tornado of like shiners, and like a little perch, and they're just like around you like a tornado. It's it's crazy. It's so a cool. Yeah, it's it's yeah. wild, it's fun. That uh, is wild. Yeah. Oh my god. It's crazy. <laughs> and I've learned like so this one spot in the lake if you i'd cast offshore just like because it was by our close to our cabin and i wouldn't catch anything nothing and so i'd start spear fishing it and then i'd like learn where like the drop offs are and the ridges and i would like i'd go out into the like in this bay and i wouldn't see anything but i'd like sw- swim this little ridge and you'd see a pike and you just see like pike after pike after just swimming this ridge and it's the craziest thing. You mm-hmm. learn so much about them like that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So people aren't lying when they say fish those brake lines and those ridges and that structure. Yeah, right? I like can it's...
2: attest with my own eyes that they will swim yeah. nose.
0: So, are, what's your setup like? Are you like I? I mean, the waters down here are so much different than they are up north, yeah. right? But like, are you running like a wetsuit and then like as far as is it a spear gun or is it just like the uh, like the triple prong spear? Like, what do you got for for that? Yes, yeah, so
2: I got. Actually, it's right here. Am I allowed to show it on here? Is that a thing? Absolutely. Nope. A- yeah, it's actually yeah. It's right here. Oh crap! That's all right. Make a mess. All right. Ah, so this is like <laughs> what I use. So it's like yeah. Uh, oh sweet. Yeah. So I got like a band, and so I got one that's like a, a single tip, and then it's got yeah the pieces on the end. But this is what I use. I shoot like perch and stuff with this, and it's just a single band, and then just a the trigger here. You got your release. And that's how it shoots. Right. You just kind of put it here, pull the band back in the water. and
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like the actual spear gun. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was one of like, I've seen lots of the ones like, cause I'll watch lots of the ocean ones of that. Mm-hmm. And it's more of just the, I don't even know what it'd be. You just hang on to it's, the yeah, shaft and go to the shaft. Okay. Pull spear. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I wasn't sure what you were allowed to use or like what, like, is there different rules and regulations for that or in Saskatchewan as far as compared to normal fishing?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's no catch and release. <laughs> Uh <laughs> um, yeah. so I, I would, uh, I would never go to a lake with a slot size because right. like you just, you cannot, you
1: don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, Although, that, and, the,
1: and water just, magnifies it too, right? Like, I mean, you could be looking at a fish and from far away and it looks a lot smaller or bigger. And as soon as you pull it in, you know, you get, you got a thirty thirty two 32 inch walleye sitting there.
2: <laughs> yeah so I, yeah I, that would not be good. I'll, I'll never spear personally I'm, I'm sure some people do um but just personally like, i'm not i don't do it enough i'm not good enough to actually like know um mm-hmm. but no it's a lot of fun i i love it. it just to be it's a whole different world like you get down there and i have no sense of time when i spearfish like all of a sudden i'll just like start like shaking and i'll come out and they'll be like, dude, you were down there for like three hours. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, they there's <laughs> like, so some people scuba, like scuba dive. Yeah. I uh, I just snorkel, which is like a lot easier. Right. So you can kind of take it anywhere. And yeah, I I love it. It's a lot. Of, it's it's wild, man. And so the one thing that I find that was really interesting to me, you know how like when you fish, you you catch more little fish than anything. So yeah, what yes. I noticed is. I mean, if you're like me anyways, Uh, (laughs)
1: you're
2: you're talking our language here. (laughs) Perfect. Um, what I noticed though, like, so there'd be like a school of perch. We get interested and come check me out. Right. And, uh, the big fish always hang out at the back of the school all the time. Oh, really? And just like sit in the back kind of more shadows and all the little ones would just come like right up because the right up to me. And if I don't If I don't move real quick, they'll just come check it out. But the big fish always hang out at the back of the school. And like, if I, you you can relate that if you like, if you hunt whitetails long enough, like I've hunted them this year, the one buck I was after he, they, they come out, they'll, they'll sit back in the bush, like 10, 20 yards and they'll just stop and look. And if there's other deer out there, they'll stop, watch, make sure it's safe. And they'll just sit there for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, however long it takes. Yeah. And they'll just let everything else kind of go about their business. And bears will do that. Bears will come in. They'll lay at 70 yards back in the bush. You'll have no idea they're there. But they'll just listen for like an hour, two hours, see if they hear anything that they don't like, and then they'll come in. So it was, was kind of crazy to see fish operate kind of the same way. Whether or not that's, that's always the case, I don't know. That's just something that I yeah. noticed from being down there, which was, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It
0: that yeah, is. That's yeah. like, I've only, it, it, it makes sense to me. Like I've only been hunting, I think I got my hunter safety like three years ago or something like that. I think this is my third season. So I haven't been doing it a long time, but just being out there as much as I was this year and, and watching, like I'd try and go out after work every day. Cause I'm not too far away from where I have permission and stuff. So I was trying and go and watch or in September, there looking around and it's like, I've noticed that definitely, um, like when I shot my deer this year, he's coming out quite a few yards behind his doe right like it seemed like lots of the time the does were going out first and then you've got your bucks coming in behind or like you said kind of waiting around and, and looking around because and I, I now that you say that like i'd never really put it into my head like this is what's happening mm-hmm. but now that you say that kind of connects those dots and that's definitely something i saw a lot this year and and it makes sense right like you don't get you don't get big by being stupid and i <laughs> don't know if that's what they're literally thinking just but, gonna say like, like
1: no wonder all those fish sit at the back is like uh, you know they're 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 mature they've experienced you know probably some trauma in their younger days they're not stupid like you don't you don't live that long being curious and uh yeah no i was just thinking that exactly what you just said yeah
0: it's it's what it is right like it's those like it's kind of like sending in those guinea pigs right Set in the ones and be like, oh, is it safe out there? And just like those perch going around the small ones, and then maybe once they see those smaller ones start to feed on something or whatnot, then the big ones come in. It's like, oh, okay, we're we're good to go, kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, why risk yourself when when you could just send someone else else in front of you? But no, that's definitely definitely pretty cool. And I don't know if I don't know how you could apply that. Like I know lots of the videos you see in the states of people fishing walleye and stuff. Like they're marking up like schools of walleye where from what I found and talking to other buddies and stuff too, like when you're marking walleye, here, it's pretty well, like lots of time individual walleyes for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, so I, I don't know how that would work here as much, but definitely something to potentially try and apply to this, to down in the States and stuff like that. Like, I think, like you said, it's just another way to learn what they're doing, just like an underwater camera or things like that. Like it's, I don't know, another form of information that I'm sure is information overload for, for lots of people. But, um, still pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. And I, now I know someone who spear fishes there you go. in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Now That's you're so.
1: personal, personally, know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um.
1: Exactly. But, uh, you got something, Brandon? Yeah. I mean, I, I asked earlier kind of like, what's your favorite project that you've done type thing? Um, I guess looking forward, right. You're always setting goals. Um, what is, what is like your dream project? Like if you, if you got a job offer for something, like it would be like your ultimate
0: job, your ultimate shoot.
2: Oh, man. There's so many things I'd love to do. Um, <laughs> if I could go like... He's
0: got to hold those cards close to his chest so that the companies don't hear this and be like, oh, we can get them easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Um, if I could get like an overseas uh, like sheep hunt, like in just some nasty terrain, like whether it's like a Marco Polo or something crazy like an Ibex, like that would be fun to like go somewhere completely unique and just like tell a story and just make this mm-hmm. super cool film i think that would be like my dream i'm uh i'm going to well, i'm going up to the yukon this summer i might have to go to bc so i might get a couple mountain things this this august um but just to go mm-hmm. go somewhere so unique like other than north america I, that, that would be a dream for me for sure
0: very cool yeah well there's a a buddy that i guided with he just got to new zealand today Um, and he guides uh, the red stag there and so that could almost be something too i think that'd be pretty interesting they've got some pretty cool stuff that he showed me over there um and the fishing over there is also pretty good as well from those trout canals that you see everyone catching those bass of trout out of but yeah it's always kind of those those far off ones that like we we don't intentionally take for granted what we have here right like i'm sure tons of people like we talked about would be jacked to be able to hunt here or someone who wants to film would be jack to come and film a a whitetail hunt here or something but yeah some of the stuff that canada has to offer especially once you get up north um that's some some crazy stuff like we where i was guiding this year we were seeing caribou stuff like that i found a caribou shed in the one bay uh that i was fishing and stuff like that and it's just you don't see that a a lot around here down here right so it's it's pretty cool to get those opportunities to do that but um i don't know that was kind of We've had you for an hour now, which it that flew by. Yeah, it did. For, Honestly, it feels like fifteen here, but minutes, but yeah, it does. Um, fire, I guess f- fire him! Fire The rapid fire. Yeah, I was gonna say we kind of like to end it with some rapid fire. I think you. I guess we messed up. We sent you the the notes with the rapid fire, so it might not be rapid fire for you. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> I I guess Brandon maybe changed it a bit, so we'll see. We'll see if it, uh, what comes you out here. Sent but him the uh, yeah, rapid no. fire. <laughs> well it's just I I selected all and sent it to him. So oh. yeah. he played us there. He he played us there at that one. I didn't think about that one, but no. Um yeah, basically to that hour point, so may as well fire these off if you're if you're down to do that.
2: Yeah, man. I'm I'm good for whatever.
0: Your game, cool. So we got a couple here. If you want, Brandon, we can just go back and forth with them, but uh we got no we uh, do we have Okay, we do have four. We're just not very organized with our notes here. but Do I have to, am, uh, I have to six, answer actually. them
2: rapid or do I like take a second to think about it? Or is it just like hammered off?
0: You have two seconds. First thought. <laughs> second to- <laughs> <laughs> all, all
2: right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. And, and they should be pretty easy. But anyways, first one here is favorite species to hunt yourself. Elk. Elk?
2: Archery elk in the rut. There you go. Nothing like it. Second would be milder, Spot and stock
0: mule Okay. You didn't even need two seconds there. No. You half a second. Yeah, I get asked that all the
2: time. I'm like, I got that <laughs> Oh, <one." laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Favorite species to film?
2: Uh, waterfowl. I love filming waterfowl. It's like so, such... Like, when you get on a good hunt, because like, that's a lot more action than anything. Yeah. So it's like a lot high octane. Um, so that's a lot of fun. That's, that's probably what I have the most fun doing.
0: Yeah. I feel like I feel like waterfowl kind of gets underappreciated sometimes and that's one of my most favorite stuff to yeah. to do i love like i love every part of it the, the going and scouting for it and then i actually love the setup and the takedown for me that's pretty pretty fun as well Dude, you can to come set with me anytime your, you want yeah i'd love we'll to figure something <laughs> out i just <laughs> gonna... I why because i said i love to set it up <laughs> <laughs>
2: set up and take down i'm like all right i'll see you back at the house yeah <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> yeah no i like it i like it so far like as of right now because every time we're setting up i'm learning right like yeah. i've been pretty lucky to have some mentors that will explain it while we're setting it up like i'm game to help out is as, as, like uh, it's a chance to learn right and that's so, what i yeah, love definitely agree that's with what them, i love waterfowl.
2: most about waterfowl hunting is so like i i outfit or we outfitted for like 15 years um so i've done it for a living and just everything so when it comes to calling and setting up like it's a it's a, it's an art mm-hmm. man it's, there's so much that goes yeah. into it um, that that's what I love the most. And that's what, yeah, that's probably my favorite part of it is the setup and the calling, whether I'm trying to like, trying to get this, suck this bull in from the last 80 to 40 yards or trying to get those birds to finish when they're at 90 yards out there, not to shortstop yeah. you or slide by you or there's anything like that. Just trying to outsmart it, an animal is yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's my favorite part for sure.
0: Yeah, and I'm nowhere near there yet. But even I look back, like my first hunt, I bought uh six Bigfoots and then six shells, I think is or twelve shells. So like hardly any decoys. I'm going out there like watch the videos, like, I'll oh, see how this goes and you can guess how it went, kinda of thing, and then when I got my very first goose, it was like, oh, this is sweet. But, like, my blind was my ice fishing jet sled that I had burlap sack over oh, that I was, like, I covering it. in in straw and shit. So, like, it, it I don't know, it was fun. But then comparing it to kind of what we do now, how much different even that is, and we're not by any means anything, like, crazy good at it, right? But even just seeing that progression. So I can only imagine, when you say it, it's an art, I've watched videos to understand that it's an art and everything, so I can totally agree there. But, yeah. What do we have? Number... Number three here, this might not apply to you because I know you're a big gym guy, but you also <laughs> live on the road. So your favorite fast food restaurant, whether that's Canada or in the states, Chick Fil A, or both.
2: But if I'm in, te- if i if I'm in Texas, dude, I love Whataburger. It's so good. I had that for the what? first time this year. Whataburger, it's good. What Whataburger. Then, um, what a burger! And what a burger it is. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's uh, I love Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is like,
0: I heard it slap.
2: Bees knees. Dude, this you've never yeah.
0: had it nah. i had it for the first time in hawaii in january yeah so so that was the first time i had it but yeah you waited good. in line forever yeah, yeah it was a long lineup it's the only chick-fil-a on the island I believe <laughs> it. there's a log line It's so good yeah but it works out well for me anywhere i go if i'm getting a burger i don't even get just normal burgers anymore it's always sub chicken variety of a burger and i always do that or chicken wrap stuff like that i don't know why I just love the chicken burger Chick- and so chicken chicken so hit that. or
2: miss man i'm like i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna get sick from this like out of buddy he yeah went on a moose hunt in B- he went on a moose hunt in bc with an outfitter and uh he got food poisoning from this restaurant because he had this like chicken quesadilla or something and he was sick like in this whole lot <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like oh, yeah. chicken's like i love it but it's like yeah. it makes me nervous sometimes
0: yeah. and everyone wants to have uh the Flew from the food while they're hunting too, right? Yeah, it just makes it so much better out there, for sure. <laughs> yeah,
2: and then he and then he, and then yeah. he got. Go ahead.
0: Yo, go ahead. He cut him off.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say, and I was just gonna say, on, on top of that sickness, he ended up like drinking water he shouldn't have, and he got extra sick. No. <laughs>
0: so it, was, it was, may as well
1: double down. Yeah, it was
2: a whole thing. So.
1: Yeah. Well, I want to know what your favorite Canadian fast food restaurant, and don't say Arby's, please.
2: No, nah, honestly, I'm a big n w guy.
0: Oh yeah come on let's A&W go slaps but the price the price is hard sometimes <laughs> yeah, you're <paying> like 15 <laughs> yeah. bucks
2: for a burger <laughs> yeah i don't eat fast food often but i don't mind i don't mind nw i mean obviously like tim's is like a classic i'll get like a rice bowl from tim's or something but
1: no um, yeah big big gym talk guy yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> i've been eating rice bowls yeah. this week like crazy since i got my wisdom teeth <laughs> wisdom teeth oh yeah that's fair that's fair I over my mouth that's all yeah. the no me, I about. any
1: yeah Anybody listening? This this interview almost got postponed because Buddy got his wisdom tooth out or wisdom teeth. He got multiples out. Um, But yeah, I don't know. You you don't sound bad at all. So I don't know. I I don't even know if you're in pain or not. But
2: it doesn't feel good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, you're a trooper. These guys have kept me talking for an hour. Yeah, you're a trooper. Then you're a trooper. Um, Next one. Current favorite song.
2: Um. Oh, hang on. I'll look this up. I've been, I've been jamming Last to... Last night,
1: uh, we... Is that Morgan Wallet? Everyone's listening to that oh, song. Oh, man. Song in the Summer. I'm calling it right now.
2: No, I've been listening to uh, Same Ones by Marco Penn. Never heard of like it. A, what
0: genre is that?
2: It'd be a country like... Country, for sure. No, it's not. Like it's, like not a country? it's not actually. It's not country at all. Oh. Let's see if I can... It'd be like kind of like... Oh, Alternative, a little bit. Uh, This is definitely
1: a cinematic TikTok
0: song.
2: Yeah, also not from TikTok. It's, uh, (laughs) yeah, believe it or not, I had somebody send it to me. That's
0: the only place to find music nowadays. I don't know.
2: I'm not on the app too much, so I don't really.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just post to it. I don't scroll it.
2: Dude, I'm like, I'm so bad at it. I'm like, okay, I'm like actually doing R&R right now. I'm researching trends, I'm researching songs. Like, you are. Let's get after this. And then, like, two hours later, I'm like, what did I just do with my life? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, this sucked yeah. into a vortex.
1: I didn't get a single idea <laughs> but, yeah. out of that, but I laughed
2: a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I'll, honestly, dude, this is my thought process. I'll take you through a thought process of, like, trying to come up with a TikTok. I'm like, all right, okay, I need to go find a sound or a song. I got some footage. Just do it. Scroll through it. I'm like, oh, man, that's funny. Send that to a buddy. Like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. Copy that link, send it to a friend from Snapchat. And then I'm like, all right, that's enough on TikTok, and I'll scroll out. I'm like, I didn't. I got to go back into TikTok because I didn't do a single thing I set out to do.
1: Yeah, and it's just a revolving circle.
2: (laughs) It's just the whole thing, dude.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, you know. Unfortunately, I know where you're coming from. So
0: (laughs) I think we all do. Whether it's my parents be like, I don't have TikTok or I am not on TikTok and but they're on Instagram reels all the time. just yeah, yeah, recycled TikTok. That's exactly. exactly what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. No, for sure. But uh we got the last one here, number six. Uh biggest goal for twenty twenty three.
2: Oh man. My biggest honestly, so I I've been asked this a couple of times lately and my biggest goal is definitely like to create uh more of a lifestyle that allows me to be free and that's like my biggest goal this is like this is deep um yeah so i want to like this is so people ask me like oh so like what's your goal for work with this i like i don't have like so much a materialistic goal like at first it was like i want to get my own business i want to start that up i want to grow that and now it's like i just it's more of an idea of how i want to live as so i just like i want to be able to be free and just like I, i'm going on this job i'm taking this job i'm going here i'm going up to the mountains i'm filming this hunt. And then like, I'm going to go on this hunt for myself, like just to be able to live like that more so than just like accomplish one thing. If that makes sense.
1: Absolutely. Yep. It oh, does. That's
2: good. Yeah. So that's, that's my biggest goal Sweet. for 2023. And just like experience as much stuff, meet as many people as I can. And just, I always say, um, my, my, mo- my motto is like, I just like to go cool places and do things. <laughs> I was like, I was like to do cool things. Yeah. Like, that's it. I was like to go cool places and do cool things. That's it.
1: Yeah, you're not and wrong. I'm and if if, totally that's, if that's what makes you happy, and you can you know afford to live, then why not?
2: Absolutely, I'm. Uh, I did. My buddies call me the the ultimate couch surfer because like I get flown out. So like this TV host will like fly me out, and you know, like then like cover food. Like I worked that all into like pricing, right? So like travels yeah. included. Yeah. So I just like, just travel, and, get, and just have other people pay me to go hunt. So, but yeah yeah it's, it's been a lot of fun I, like i said i've been super blessed and i don't take it for granted at all
0: yeah i think that's the main thing is, is not taking it for granted but i guess before we let you go you got to plug yourself where can everyone find you
2: uh tiktok instagram it'll be dawson adamantrek um you can find that there uh youtube dawson adamantrek as well i'm gonna get on that uh, i'm gonna start posting on there um uh, more and more here so yeah those are like the three main things um and from each one, they're, they're all linked. So there you go.
0: Yeah, you can find them all in the, in the link tree there. Link in bio. <laughs> yeah, link in bio. For all the but, other ones, right? Yeah, TikTok's <laughs> yeah. the main
2: one. That's where I, I like to post a lot of stuff. I can get a lot, really creative there. Uh, you got vlogs from all my hunts, vlogs from days. So find me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube.
0: Perfect. There you go. Well, we appreciate you coming on. It was a lot of fun. Time flew by.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Love it.
1: He's honestly so easy to talk to The guy is just for his age, just leaking with knowledge about hunting, um, and obviously spearfishing, um, something that you yeah. and myself are not super familiar with. And I feel like a lot of people in the province of Saskatchewan don't even realize happens here in mm-hmm. the province. So, um, that was a really cool interview. Probably honestly, one of my favorites, like it was just so interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, it's something different for us too, right? Like we've had people on that, that do hunt and stuff like that, but, um, he's very focused on that aspect of it. All right. And it's, it's interesting getting to have that insight and then also have the insight about the the media and stuff like that, with that being his, his main thing that he's doing with all that too. Right. But it, it definitely helps that he has, as you can tell so many years of knowledge in all aspects of hunting before he got into doing the media and stuff like that. Right. And it definitely shows in all the work that he does. Yeah. And like, even
1: after we'd done recording, I think we talked to him for like another hour, um, 45 minutes, an hour. We chatted after, after we stopped uh, recording and just a good guy, right? Like, I mean, he's very passionate about what he does. Um, You know, he believes in, in just being a good person and um, you know, conservation, which is a big thing for us uh, from, from a fishing standpoint, but also just like a wildlife standpoint in general. Right. I mean, conservation, is huge. Um, it's what kind of withstands all of these resources that we get to enjoy. So uh, we had a great conversation with him afterwards. And, yeah, honestly, like, I just, I feel like, I feel like he would be a really good friend <laughs> to have yeah. down here yeah. in the south. Um, you know, obviously with, like, his media capabilities and just, like, I feel like he's just a guy that you could hang out with all the time. and Yeah, um, just a good
0: dude. But, I mean... What do you take away from that? Um, I, I think like right from the top of the episode there is like you you got to start is, is the biggest thing with no matter yeah. what you're doing there. I mean, we all see stuff all the time on online. It's like, oh, I'd like to do that or oh, I'd like to learn how to do that. But then we just scroll to the next thing and we never start. Right. Yeah. And the biggest thing is just you got to start. We we, like that's how it is for anything. Right. I, I didn't grow up hunting and. Just decided one day I was going to start, right? And it's like it's it, no different than this podcast. Yeah, exactly. And, right? and it's, it's it, just yeah. an idea until you everyone start. Everyone starts that, yeah. Everyone starts not knowing anything, right? For some of us, have a way better learning curve because we have people to to teach us how to do things and whatnot. But everyone starts from point zero, right? Yeah. So yep. I think that's a prime example of that. Like it's 2023. He said he picked up his first camera in 2020. And now yeah. he's been doing it for uh, uh, his full time job for over a year, I think you yep. said, right? So Yeah, a year now. That a half. just that just goes to show,
1: right? Traveling everywhere, um, shooting hunts, meeting tons of people in the industry and you know, just working with a ton of great brands too, right? Like, I mean I think that was off air when we started talking about the whole brand thing and you know, he's got a lot going on with brands and sponsorships and collaborations and it's awesome. And it's It's pretty cool to see and hear everything that he's doing and he's just, you know, a small town, small town boy from Saskatchewan. So any of you guys listening, right? I mean, whatever you want to do, like just go do it. I'm not trying to be super like inspirational or anything, but like that's kind of just the gist of it. If you're, if you're feeling stuck and you want to go be a full-time guide, or if you want to shoot outdoor media content full-time,
0: just give it a shot. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. Yeah, exactly. And I think, uh, before we get to our presenting sponsor here for, to kind of cap out the episode, definitely want to mention again, stay tuned to our socials. Um, once we get like, once we get the go ahead on this thing, on this tournament, if it's going, we're going to March blow madness. up the socials. Yeah, yeah. We're going to blow up the socials with that. So, uh, we're, we're definitely we're, fingers crossed.
1: We're running with the weekend warriors co March madness classic. That's the that's the name of it. We we got a logo and everything. We're we're ready to go. We're just as we gotta get approval from the government and it's go time.
0: Yeah. So as soon as we know about that, that it's gonna be good to go in time. Uh, we'll be hopping on here, going over the rules, stuff like that, letting people know. And you won't be able to miss it on socials because Brandon has a plan and it's gonna be <laughs> everywhere. So uh, yeah, definitely stay tuned for that. But again, want to thank Thirteen Fishing for being the presenting sponsor of the pod um i mean i've been using that stuff like crazy this ice fishing season whether it's the augers the strike master suits the 13 rods stuff like that the reels it's uh that's the nice thing actually a little little plug there for them is some of the ro- the reels i'm using in the summer they're also listed under their ice fishing reels too and i didn't even think about that like lots of the reels i have sitting there like some of them i switched in and out and those ones i didn't even think about it and i was like why not give it a try right and yeah, yeah. they've been perfect so i uh, been very happy with those and been lucky enough to really was hitting the perch for like a month and a half straight but i'm <laughs> looking forward to switching over and hopefully get some burbot on there because the fight on the burbot. i'm looking forward to that but yeah thanks but again for for coming on put the ultra light
1: rod away and let's get a medium heavy out for some big old burbs and uh chase some big pike
0: yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Hopefully we'll have some some videos, some pictures and stuff from this weekend because that means that it wasn't uh, me out there getting skunked, freezing with this weather we've been having. So, uh, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that.
1: Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We truly appreciate you um, and all the support over the last couple of years. We will see you in the next episode.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Weekend Warriors Fishing Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review on your favorite listening platform so we can reach more anglers just like you. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for media updates and behind-the-scenes content.